Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to High Tea Hoops. High Tea Hoops. It's the Duchess and the Duke, Skylar and Brian. Hi, Brian. How's it going? Hi, Skylar. It's going well. Are you excited to talk uh, Heat? Kind of. This one... Kind of. Okay. This one has a lot of history, a lot of drama, a lot of good eras, but it's going to be hard to tackle the big three era. There's Mm -hmm. a lot going on, and it's Mm -hmm. a completely different team than now, so... It's going to be hard to balance our passion for the big three era versus giving a realistic look at the team and what it is right this second. Yeah. It's interesting. This is going to be the first time on this podcast that we talk about LeBron seriously and in depth. It's going to be weird. All right. Let's just get into it. I guess we got a lot to talk about. No, no. Um, Oh, you're right. We have the Lakers. So we do get to really cover LeBron a little bit later. Yeah. This isn't going to be, this isn't going to be like our main lebron pod but this is this is the first time we're going to be talking about him i think yeah besides him passing all right we're talking miami heat um they're they're an nba team based out of uh miami um they're in the eastern conference and they've got three championships Um, not three not four not five not six Brian, you killed my joke. I was going to do oh, that you were gonna later. Do that? Yeah, I'm still going to do it. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll don't both worry. get ours in. Um, Miami's home to the Heat, along with the Dolphins in the NFL, the Marlins in the MLB, and brand new inner Miami FC in the MLS uh, by a one Mr. David Beckham. So wow. that's a really fun new addition to that city. All right, let's talk history of the Heat. So they started in 1987. They entered the league with the Magic, the Hornets, and the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we see with a lot of teams entering this time, their first eight years are really mediocre. They're not having much success. They're kind of still figuring it out. 
Um, but 1995 is kind of a turning point. So Pat Riley is brought in as their team president and as their head coach, and he immediately starts making moves. So they bring in Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, um, and they lead them to be championship contenders for the first time. So in 96-97, they make it to the conference finals for the first time, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, as many, as many teams find, they lose to Jordan's Bulls. Um, they had a little bit of a rivalry with the Knicks in this era since it was Pat Riley's former team um, because the Knicks eliminated the Heat from the playoffs uh, from 98 to 2000. So they're pretty Jeez. good in this time. They just can't really make it happen in the playoffs. I loved this team. The morning Hardaway I wish heat. I remembered this team. God, iconic. The jerseys with the flame. Alonzo Mourning was just – Yep. I love Alonzo Mourning. Tim Hardaway, the, the the duo of just like the big, I, were they an NBA Jam team? They were like they're a perfect NBA Jam combo with the Garden Big. Uh, yeah, this was an iconic team for me in the '90s. Yeah, I I got some different Tim Hardaway memories. Uh, his son went Tim to Michigan. Jr. Yep. Um, after this time, they kind of fall off. They miss the playoffs in '02 and '03, um, but then things start to look up again. We enter the Dwayne Wade era. So in 2003, they take Dwayne Wade out of Marquette with the fifth overall pick. Um, they also sign free agent Lamar Odom. They hire our guy, Stan Van Gundy, as God, head coach. love the Van Gundys. Love the Van Gundys. Love an episode where um, we can talk about the Van Gundys. It's been a lot of episodes at this point. Yeah. Um, they make the playoffs that year, and they eliminate the New Orleans Hornets in the first round before losing to the Pacers. But not to worry, that offseason they add Shaq and Alonzo Mourning returns. I, this, this they have just, a great year. It's so funny to think of Shaq as, as a, a player for the Heat. Because this is yeah. a relatively young Shaq, too. You know, 2003 yeah. Shaq, 2004 Shaq. Uh, just he was somehow like 100 pounds heavier than he was for the Lakers <laughs> and the Magic. But yeah, incredible that they got, got a, a just past peak Shaq unlike the yeah. Cavs and the Celtics and a lot of the other teams that scooped him up later in his career. Yep. Something about an overweight Shaq on a team <laughs> in Florida that I just love. Yeah, just, just big Magic Shaq, Shaq, Heat Shaq. Love them. Um, they have a great year that year. Um, they enter the playoffs as the number one seed. Uh, they make it all the way to the conference finals, but it wasn't their year. They lost to reigning champs, uh, Detroit Pistons. Sure. Mm -hmm. We've already got a Michigan and a Pistons reference, and we're. What, I think that's a record. In? It's a record. Oh, it's All right, maybe I'll hold. I just, I just thought I'm gonna hold off for the rest of the episode, but then I remembered I have to talk about Duncan Robinson later. So there are Sorry. so many in this episode. It's gonna be a Michigan heavy episode. Buckle up. Sorry, buckle up. Um, the 0506 season, they sign veteran Gary Payton. The glove. Um, Love it. The glove. Our guy. He's an old Gary Payton on this yes. team. Um, after a disappointing start, Stan Van Gundy gets fired and Pat Riley steps in as head coach again. They make it to a rematch with the Pistons in the conference finals this year. And this time they win. Um, and they meet the, the Dallas Mavericks in the finals. They go down 0-2 in that finals and then storm back to win. So this is Miami's first championship in 06. Yeah, and this ties all the threads from our Mavs pod where we talked about yep. Wade and the Heat taking down the Mavs this year, but then the Mavs beating the LeBron-led Heat and, and the Wade and LeBron-led uh, Heat later on. But yep. 
Gary Payton got his championship here. If you didn't listen to that one, his only one coming from Seattle. So this was yeah. a, this was a great win. Yeah. It's cool too. Like I think some people forget that they had a championship before LeBron and that Dwayne Wade had a championship yeah. with the heat before LeBron. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's important to remember. And you know, the, the 2003 draft is legendary for you know, yeah. LeBron, Wade, Carmelo, uh, and Wade making himself one of the greatest shooting guards of all time. This title really helps that case where he won without LeBron. He won with an old Shaq and he pulled yep. him back from that O2, you know, being down O2 to the Mavs and a really good Dirk. So this was yeah. kind of Wade out of nowhere and kind of making himself a superstar and carrying that team. I remember watching this whole series and just pulling for the heat game after mm-hmm. game to make that comeback and Wade just knife in their heart. It was, it was really cr- incredible to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, immediately coming off of that championship, they enter a rough period. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go through some tough years from 06 to 2010. Um, Dwayne Wade is constantly injured. He just can't really get it together for a full season. Shaq is traded to Phoenix. Um, and Eric Spolstra takes over for Pat Riley. Yep. So it's a kind of weird transition era. And then the decision happens. And the, the LeBron James is coming. And Chris Bosh is coming. Brian, I really was – I was going to get that joke off right here. I had Sorry, been I thinking it. about it. You got to do it in the intro or you're not going to get to They it. were going to win. Not one. <laughs> not two. I'm not going to do it. Ridiculous. They were supposed to win a bunch of championships. Spoiler alert. Any teams out there, happen. take this as a lesson of what not to do when you start a team yeah. with a lot of stars. Yeah. LeBron learned his lesson going back to the Cavs and going to the <laughs> Lakers for sure. Yeah. Man, that was so bad. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of background. I feel like I can't even really go into the big, big three that deep. Like it, like if you don't have memories from this era, I feel like you're kind of not going to get what this era was even like from my retelling. I'm going to keep it kind of brief. We're going to run through it. Yep. Thank you. Um, so they entered that season with $48 million in salary caps. So that's how they were able to bring in this big three. Um, It was actually interesting. They got off to a tough start, nine and eight, um, but they had a players only meeting, which is kind of like infamous at this point. And the team instantly improved. They made the finals that year. It's a rematch with the Mavericks, but it's their first year. They're not ready yet. They're not really, they're not really a perfect team yet. They lose. And the Mavs were the team in the next season. Yeah. That was a great season for the Mavs. Yeah. Definitely the Mavs season. Um, the next year, they add veteran Shane Battier. They enter the playoffs as a two seed. Uh, they meet Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they needed seven games to beat them. And then they met the Oklahoma City Thunder in the finals um, and won in five games. So this is LeBron's first championship, and finally, LeBron is finals MVP. So this is a big year. I was rooting for them at this point. I really like LeBron. It was his yep. time. He they they had a little bit of the gut check losing to the Mavs. Yep. Uh, paid the price of the not one, not two, not three announcement. Mm-hmm. And then he able he was able to come through and get this. So this was a good one for him. Honestly, I wonder if the Heat won the championship that first year. If that alters LeBron's personality forever, and he is just like that insufferable kid he was at that <laughs> point, just for the rest of his career. Because I hated LeBron at this point. I couldn't stand LeBron at this point. I was such a hater. I thought he was way too cocky. I hated the decision. I thought it was ridiculous. 
And now I love LeBron. LeBron's one yeah. of my favorite NBA players ever at this point, and I love him. But yeah, knows? it was wild. Maybe Dirk saved us from an insufferable LeBron James. Thanks, Dirk. It was meant to be. Yep. All right, next year, 2012-2013, they signed veteran Ray Allen and Richard Lewis, who was a name I heard a lot growing up paying attention to the NBA, and I feel like I haven't heard in like 10 years now. Nope. Um, this is an incredible year for the Heat. They were the first team to ever win 17 games in one month. They won 18 of their 19 road games this season. They went on a 27-game win streak. That was and insane. And they make it to the – it was insane. That was a crazy um, time. They make it to the finals for a third year in a row, uh, which is the first time it had been done since Jordan's Bulls. Uh-huh. And they meet the Spurs in the finals. Um, and it takes seven games, but, but they win. So two championships in a row and just some incredible performances yeah. this year, especially in the playoffs from LeBron and Dwayne Wade and you know even like Shane Battier. I remember him coming in and just knocking down so many clutch threes that they needed. Um, So this is a big year for LeBron, too. He's named NBA Finals MVP. He's only the fifth player to win that award back-to-back with some pretty good company, Michael (laughs) Jordan, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, and Olajuwon. Just a casual group. Not a big Casual group. Um, And he's the second player in NBA history to win the Finals MVP and the League MVP back-to-back. And the only other person who's done that is Jordan. Yep. Pretty good year, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. 13-14, they struggle throughout the regular season because injured Wade, of course. Um, But they enter the playoffs healthy, so they're feeling good. Um, They beat the the Pacers in the conference finals for the third year in a row. They eliminated the Pacers from the playoffs. Poor Pacers. Sucks. That's that Paul Um, George era we talked about. The Paul George, Roy Hibbert. They just couldn't get over the hump. Yep. They meet the Spurs again in the finals, but they lose this time. Go Spurs. Go Kawhi. Baby Kawhi. Go baby Kawhi. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the big three era. Yep. Because then we, then we say goodbye to Braun. So summer 2014, LeBron opts out of his, the last year of his contract to return to Cleveland. Um, Wade and Bosch say. Um, but just like the Cavaliers when LeBron originally left to go to Miami, they're kind of just trying to figure out how they can even like keep a winning keep a winning record without LeBron. So they bring in a bunch of new players, Mario Chalmers, uh, Udonis Haslam, Chris Anderson, Luol Deng, our guy Luol Deng. Old Danny Granger. Old Danny Granger. Yeah, Luol. Um, Go Deng. Luol Deng. It's our guy. Um, But they have some tough injuries. Chris Bosh is injured almost all season. Um, And they have a losing record, and they don't even make the playoffs. It's tough. Yep. It is wild, like, looking back now, like – they still had so many good players. It was just LeBron left. And it was, it was the difference between going to the finals and a losing season. Yep. Lebr- Everywhere LeBron leaves, he just leaves destruction in his path. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why we're not talking about the Cavs right now in this 22-team NBA yeah. guide. Yeah. Um, So the 2015 draft, the Heat were awarded the 10th pick because of that terrible season, uh, and they take Justice Winslow. It's not on the team anymore, but they take Justice Winslow. Mm -hmm. Um, 15 and 16, they're better. They finally have a winning record again. They make the playoffs. Um, But Pat Riley and soon-to-be free agent Dwayne Wade start having some disagreements. Uh, Dwayne Wade wanted more money than Pat Riley was willing to give him. 
Um, so summer 2016, Dwayne Wade leaves for his hometown Chicago Bulls. Which seemed wrong. Did it? Yeah. Wait, it's, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's literally Wade County in yeah. Miami. I mean, they are yeah. they are Wade's team. It's 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 very weird. I know he's from Chicago, but it was always weird to see him in that in that Bulls uniform, and then especially in that Cavs uniform. Uh, yeah. he, he belongs he belongs on the Heat. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt weird at the time because, like you said, like I couldn't picture him in any other uniform than a Heat uniform. And you're right, like he looked insane in the in that Bulls uniform. <laughs> but I always love a player leaving to go to their hometown team. So I was kind of like, it was like bittersweet. I was like kind of yeah. into it. Um, summer 2016, Bosch suffers numerous setbacks. He fails his physical with the heat. He's not cleared to play with the team in training camp. Um, and it, that's kind of the end of the Bosch era. Like Pat Riley just says they're not really helping Bosch with his return anymore. Um, they eventually waive him on like career ending illnesses. I think it yeah, is really sad. Um, yeah, really sad. It kind of felt like not the right ending for Chris Bosch's career and Chris Bosch, Chris Bosch's uh, career end in Miami. It felt yeah. weird. It felt it's, sad. I mean, he, it's, you know, he was physically healthy and, you know, he didn't have any like ligament injuries or anything. I think it was a blood issue or something. Uh, yeah. But he was about to step up to be that number one option after playing third fiddle to wait in yep. uh, LeBron for so many years. And I think he had a lot left in the tank. You know, he might he was rumored to go to the Rockets. He could have stayed in Miami. It was sad to see him go because Chris Bosh is, is a great guy and, you know, really good representative for the league. And it's kind of sad when, you know, something out of someone's control and even out of normal injuries uh, has yeah. to end his career like that. Yeah, totally. It was a blood clotting issue. Yeah. So, yeah. It sucks. It's scary. Yeah. But not to worry. There's good news coming. February 8th, 2018, the Cavaliers trade Dwayne Wade back to Miami. He returns for like a final season and a half. He re-signs for like one more year. It's basically like a, it's basically like a tour of the NBA for his final year. Um, it was really sweet to kind of see like all the players that looked up to him yeah. growing up to like, they would all do the Jersey swaps and like make sure that they like got their pictures with him. And, you know, you would see videos of like every single arena he went to there like the fans would just erupt when he was announced because everyone kind of knew it was like the last time we were going to be seeing him playing so it was a really sweet last year for Dwayne Wade I love Dwayne Wade but then he retires after the 2019 season mm -hmm. and who did they get and they bring in Jimmy J Buckets J Jimmy Butler and so love now we're kind of like modern modern heat can I just? Did I keep that moving enough, Brian? Yeah, I think that was great. Uh, can I just name the first names of the starters, Skylar? Because I think this is sure. hilarious. Bam, Jimmy, Myers, Kendrick, Duncan. <laughs> I don't know what it is kind a of great... lineup is. That has got to be like a top two NBA first name starting lineup. It is a great lineup of names. I did not notice that. Duncan and Bam. Duncan is a great name if you're going to be a professional basketball player. So is Bam. So is Bam. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, Brian, do you want to read out the starters now? Yep. While I'm here, I might as well roll up the sleeves. All right. So we've got Bam Adebayo, starting power forward. 
really good season. Jimmy Butler, yeah. shooting guard. Myers Leonard, center. Kendrick Nunn, point guard. Duncan Robinson, small forward. I think that Bam, Nunn, and Robinson are all what in their first two years? First couple years um, in the league? Yeah, first couple years. Yeah, having this is three, a young team. Having three of your five starters come out of the draft or, or, or savvy acquisitions and then contribute this much, Yeah, that's just a testament to Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra. Uh, this is a great starting lineup, and they really overachieved this year with these people. So what are your takes on yeah. the starting lineup, Skylar? I honestly, I was surprised when I saw the starting lineup. I've, you know, I've watched some Heat games this year. I didn't really pay attention to the starting lineup that much. I was surprised to see some of these really young players in it. Um, I especially, I did not know Duncan was starting. He shoots. Which, he's literally a fifty percent three point shooter. He cannot I, miss fifty percent. I'm aware. I know. Tyler, respect your man's. Who do you think knows better than I do, Brian? <laughs> okay, let's just. Let's my get it sister. out. So Duncan. My sister went to school with Duncan too, Skylar. Don't forget about that. The Beauchet connection. Before That's he was a cool. lot of information you're putting out on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Duncan Robinson, he went to Michigan. He played at Michigan. He was incredible at Michigan. He's an incredible three-point shooter. He's one of yeah. the best shooters I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if he was drafted coming out. I can't remember if it was like a really low draft pick or if it was he, he went undrafted, but he ended up signing a contract for a G League team or like a two-way contract, one or, one or the other. Um, and he just really grinded it out for like a year, a year and a half um, yep. on this G League team. And then he got called up for Miami and he's just been lights out ever since. Yeah. And now he's starting for Miami. So, you know, I am Good a homer. Him. I love my Michigan guys, but this is also just a great story. Yeah. And we say he's a, it's a young team. I think he's a rookie second year or something like that. But he's 25, so Bam's 22, yeah. Kendrick Nunn's 24, so he's old, but that's because he did a post-grad year, then he went to yep. Michigan, so he's, he's a little bit older, but that just shows, we've talked about this before, if you're a young player, just keep grinding. Like, you never yes. know when a good fit is going to happen, you never know when you're going to fill a role that a team needs. To go yeah. from G League to starter on a playoff contention team, one that yep. a lot of people think are going to beat the Bucks early in the playoffs is mm -hmm. pretty amazing. So keep grinding if you're a young player. Duncan is a good testament to that. Yeah, totally. It also just, I think of Miami as having players like Duncan. Like Duncan mm -hmm. as a just lights out three-point shooter who kind of doesn't do much else mm -hmm. is a player who I would, um, who I absolutely see on Miami. I just, I remember watching those Miami playoff series when I was younger, just watching Shane Battier, like draining those corner yeah. threes. Just, it made no sense to my little brain. Um, and then they brought in Ray Allen and I just, yeah. I, it's, this has kind of been a position that has always been present on a Miami heat team. Well, it's impressive how they've rebuilt so quickly after LeBron left, after Wade and Bosch left. I think it just, yeah. again, it's Pat Riley. What I, Pat Riley is a top three coach of all time. He's done incredible as a GM. Eric Spolstra is a really good coach, has been for decades now. Uh, yep. And I think he started in like the, the tape room for the Heat. You know, he was like an intern and he worked his way all the way up to head coach. But video just, coordinator. Video coordinator. Yeah, that's the tape yep. room. And they just fit these pieces together well. They all have their role. They know, their, they know what they're supposed to do. Jay Butt, mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler's the alpha. And mm -hmm. you're right, their, their pieces just fit really well. Yep. Yeah. This is a deep team, too. Let's talk about some of their depth. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot that Andrea Godala signed with this team. Yeah. Kind of 
very recently. I completely forgot that. After refusing um, to play for the Memphis Grizzlies, which in <laughs> hindsight, like the Memphis Grizzlies did really good this year. And it's like, on like they could have used you, Andre. Like it was sad. Yeah, does Andre Iguodala have the clout to be doing that? Honestly, I don't know. It's like you have Ja, you have JJJ, you've got all these great players. Like uh, it was sad. Yeah. I just refused outright. Yeah, I love Iguodala, but I don't. I don't really know if he has the clout to be pulling stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Goran Dragic, um, he's top five six mans in the league. So deep team. Yep. Um, Jay Crowder, Tyler Hero, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard is uh, just challenging people to shotgunning beer challenges left and right in the bubble. This is a very entertaining team. And Also, Kelly Olenek is on this team? Yeah, of course. Uh, I forgot that Kelly Olenek existed. Uh, Harrow, Tyler Harrow is 20. So young, so much swag. He's He's starting fit God. Fit God. People say he might be starting to go down that that Kyle Kuzma path, though, where you're a lot of swag, but you don't produce as much on the court and you don't hit your potential. So I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to, especially with this team around him, but he's the I baby thought on the team. Where you were going to go with that Kuzma reference was he's got swag, but also it's like kind of insanely corny at the same time because that's how I think that. of both of them. <laughs> Like he, Tyler just got the corniest tattoo I've ever seen. Did yeah. you see his tattoo? Oh yeah, that's right. That's what it says. He, that's what no work, said. no check. Yeah, that's what... in red ink on his chest. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's why people said Kuzma vibes. Corny. I hate Kyle Kuzma. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I just, we just want to shout out Bam. He's had a great year, yep. and I love seeing the young players flourish. Yep, can't uh, understate Bam's role this year. Yeah. And why they're here. All right, so we teased it out already a little bit. Let's get into the owner, coach, and management. Um, so the owner is Mickey Arison. He is the fifth richest owner in sports, which Indeed. is quite a rich group. So that's wild. He is the chairman of the Carnival Corporation, which is like the world's largest cruise operator, like Carnival Cruises. Um, he bought the team in 1995, and he was like the one who brought in Pat Riley as GM and as coach. And so he's kind of set this team up for success from the time he bought the team in 1995. Yep. Good move. That's all you have to do. Hire good people and let them operate. Totally. Um, management is Andy Ellisberg. Um, he's their GM. So I could find almost no information on Andy Ellisberg on the internet. I was very confused. It did not seem like he was the GM. Um, but that's just because he joined the Heat in the inaugural Heat season in 1988. And he's worked his way up ever since. And now he's the GM. So it's kind of, there's not really like much information because he wasn't like leaving for other positions and other yeah. organizations. And we were getting background on him. So really weird, but really cool. I know nothing about him and you say that now and I still don't believe that he's the GM. It's one of those again. Yeah. If you see him too, I was like, are we sure this guy's the GM? No, nothing about him. Yeah. Um, And then the coach is Eric Spolstra. He was an assistant coach in Miami starting in 1995. I actually think that he was like the video coordinator starting in 1995. He eventually worked up to assistant coach and then he's been the head coach since 2008. 
Um, He kind of comes from like an NBA family. His dad was an NBA executive for the Buffalo Braves, the Trailblazers, the Nuggets, and the Nets. Yeah, we've mentioned his his dad before. Yeah. It's actually, it's cool. Um, I can't think of any other NBA team that has had their leadership in place for this long. I think, yeah, that's one of the reasons that they have such a balanced, well-run team right now, that they're overperforming. Yeah. They have that yeah. base in there. Yeah, really cool. Um, some famous fans, they've got a good one, Brian. I, I see that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Great fan. He's from Miami. Great fan. Uh, and Gabrielle Union, I mean, she's married to Dwayne Wade. So yeah. I don't know if she's a fan. She's from Nebraska. I think she had counts. to. Yeah, yeah. kind of counts. The Rock's a good one, though. The Rock's a great one. Um, they're actually, they're doing really well in attendance. I was kind of surprised by these. They're, they're averaging 19,680 people at every game, which is the fourth Mm -hmm. best in the NBA after the Sixers, Mavericks and Raptors. That's higher than I was expecting actually. What about you? It's an experience there. Um, they have one of actually the best kind of operations teams, you know, for this is a little nerdy on the back office of sports, the business of sports, but they do a really nice job with the fan experience of that arena and the marketing around that arena. They make it yep. a destination. You'd think in Miami, there's, there's so much to do that, you know, yeah. why would we go to an NBA game? But they actually make it part of that kind of night out. So the Miami Heat business does a really nice job. And I, you know, that's why they're fourth in attendance and do so well there. Yeah. I mean, I think they have the best city jerseys in the NBA. Yeah. Their, their blue and pink uniforms are incredible. The Miami Vice kit that they have or, or jersey set, they painted courts like this. They do photo shoots. Yep. They have the best swag in the league. So if you want to be a fan, I, it's, it's unmatched. It's one of the best jerseys I've ever seen other than the, the, the 80s Nuggets. Same. I need to order myself one. Seriously. All right. Get let's Rob, talk about Duncan some Robinson. Beats. Duncan Robinson jersey? Should I? How do you not I have feel like that I would, yet? I'd probably get Jimmy Buckets. I mean, whatever you want. All right. We'll talk about this offline. Let's talk about some beefs. I've got some fun ones. Man, there's a so, lot here. I didn't know there were so I've, many. I've Well, I've got two. So I got a throwback for you just because it's very funny. And, you know, Jimmy Butler is like a walking beef machine. Yep. Um, we're not going to get into all of them. We're going to do the relevant one from this season, and that's it. But Jimmy Butler, plenty of entertainment there. If you ever need it, just go down to Jimmy Butler Beef uh, Google hole. So in 2003, um, Lil Wayne was a season ticket holder for the Miami Heat. He was spending $1.5 million on season tickets every year. Um, he was getting quite upset because apparently the heat players were giving him the cold shoulder. Um, and so he kept, was getting increasingly and increasingly frustrated by this cold shoulder. Um, and so he goes to a game, it's a Lakers heat game in Miami. And so he goes to the game and he decides he's going to root for the Lakers. And so he's like trash talking the Miami team. He's saying like Dwayne Wade, stop crying. Chris Bosh, you can't hit a shot whatever. Uh, Dwayne Wade comes over to him and he looks him right in the eyes and says, y'all don't fuck with me. So I don't fuck with y'all. Y'all don't fuck with me, which poetry, beautiful. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know what this turned into. It sounds like it was just a, a bunch of F-bombs back and forth uh, courtside at the game. But it turned into a huge thing. So at a birthday celebration for Birdman, which this is just, the story gets zany, um, Lil Wayne claimed that after that interaction, he was like kicked out of the arena and the NBA banned him from all games. He was supposed to like perform with Alicia Keys at the All-Star game. They didn't let him do that. He, they banned him from all league events. That's, this is what he's saying. And at this birthday celebration, he says, fuck LeBron, fuck Dwayne Wade, and oh, by the way, I fuck Chris Bosh's wife. Mic drop. Jeez. Lil Wayne. And the only like resolution to this story that I could find on the internet was that Lil Wayne later said that he regretted including LeBron on that because he said <laughs> LeBron's his guy. But the Chris Bosh's wife, that stands, apparently. Sure. Well, I thought that would be more fun than it was, but that's okay. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Jimmy Butler. Let's get into it. So in January, uh, Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren got got a little heated in a Heat Pacers game. So, I don't know, they're, they're going back and forth. They're battling all game. And at one point, TJ Warren fouls Butler pretty hard. Uh, and Butler yells, you're fucking trash. Uh, to which Warren responds, I'll beat your fucking ass. Sorry, I probably should have, like, trigger this warning this section. No, this is, this is explicit. Sorry if you're in the car with your kids right now. But probably don't play us in front of your kids ever. Um, but both players, they stayed in the game. It got testy, but they stayed in the game. The next possession down the court, Butler took an offensive foul on Warren, uh, and he immediately started taunting him, as he tends to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that earned Warren an ejection, but Butler was allowed to stay in the game. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and as both players went their separate ways, Jimmy Butler just so preciously blew TJ Warren a kiss I in a this. gift that I use all the time now because I love <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Um, after the game, Jimmy Butler's just so funny. After the game, he keeps trash talking. He calls Warren soft. He's like, he's not even in my fucking league. Just trash talking up a storm. He takes to Instagram. He screenshots like the rest of Miami's schedule and he posts it on his Instagram stories with just the next time they play the Pacers circled. He's just, Jimmy Butler is big mad this night and it's just this is prime jimmy butler this is literally why i watched jimmy butler is for this yeah um good news brian the heat are gonna play the pacers twice in those first eight games back once the once the nba returns i love it and this is this wouldn't be fun if tj warren was trash but tj warren has been good this year i think he's scoring like 18 Mm -hmm. points a game so he's not this is good trash talk between two good players and that's why I'm excited to see them actually match up with each other. But if it, yeah, if it was just like if TJ Warren was trash and Butler was just talking down to him, then it'd be like, okay, Jimmy, like he's clearly not in your league. Why are you doing this? But TJ Warren's yeah. an up and coming player. Jimmy Butler's kind of the established 30 year old in the league. I love yeah. it. I love this competitive battle. Yeah. I love when like both players will get into it too and have fun with it. You know, you sometimes see like the younger players just kind of like freeze up and not really know what to do when there's like a veteran player coming at them like that. And I just, I love these games or I love these beefs where both of them are in it. Both of them are having fun. Both of them are competitive. It's just, it's, this is why I love the NBA. Yep. 
Okay, so likelihoods to make the play playoffs and finals. Playoffs. 100% chance. Playoffs. I don't know why <laughs> I came out like to that. Make Sorry. The playoffs. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> um, 100% chance to make the, the playoffs and less than 1% chance to win the finals. Oh, come on. They got to have but a, they're little, in the a little better shot than that. Yeah. All right, Brian, what do you think are the main takeaways for this Miami Heat team? All right, so you got an extremely solid foundation with Spolstra, Pat Riley. Pat Riley also just with the ultimate recruitment moves where he just like puts all of his rings on the table and says, come here, Mm -hmm. LeBron, like you're going to get your rings here. So love Pat Riley, love Spolstra, uh, Coach Spo. You You mean that was a better approach than bringing the Sopranos cast in to try to get LeBron like the uh, New York Knicks did? The New York Knicks recruitment efforts are hilarious i wish that it was like uh, if i wish there was like a spoof show we should do this guy we should do a fake new york knicks <laughs> recruitment like the TV office series. yeah or it's just like the worst things of all time okay moving on to the heat they okay no the- one take that idea We're doing no, it yes no one take it so we will kill you best just kidding we won't but don't take our idea they've already paused it for the kids together so it's great fine. management structure you have the best jerseys in the league best colors yep. best uh, best Miami vibe. I mean, this is this is a vibe that you want to go with. They have a mm-hmm. young team uh, with kind of the veteran Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy. Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is a Heat fan. <laughs> is of he? He is. Yeah, I think Sorry, he is. He wasn't. He was never gonna make it onto my podcast. You did the Brian. Rock, but you didn't do Jimmy Buffett. Okay, the Rock is way cooler than Jimmy Buffett. No, I love Jimmy Buffett. Where is Ugh. he? Let me confirm this. Yep, Jimmy Buffett. Also, Serena Williams. That one's pretty oh, cool. Oh, so that's a great one. Serena Williams. Come Serena on. Serena Williams and Jimmy Buffett and Jimmy Butler all on this team. And <laughs> uh, I would say that the one thing you want to watch out for is Miami fans get a little bit roasted because they started leaving the arena when the Heat were down in the playoffs. <laughs> so just something to wait, you know, just something to look out for. Not known as the most loyal fan base, even though they do have really good attendance. So I think it's a well-balanced attack. Honestly, I cannot blame Miami fans for that at all. <laughs> if your team is losing and you're in Detroit, you stay for the whole game because there's nothing else to do in Detroit. If your team is losing and you're in Miami, there are one million other things that are way more fun that you could be doing. I do not blame them at all for that. Sure. Just something to sure. look out for. Yeah, I think you're right, Brian. Um, that was a really good summarization of this Heat team. Thank you. You know, you're welcome. Um, you know, I love the NBA for the NBA drama. And so I'm just, I'm going to love any team that Jimmy Butler is on. But also you've got a lot of really fun young stars that if they stay, but, you know, Miami has a good track record with, you know, having executives and coaches and management and Dwayne Wade stayed for almost his whole career. They have a good track record with people staying. So if those young players stay, they're going to be really fun to watch for yep. a really long time. Um, and just that that Miami Vice branding is so flames. I yeah. don't even know what to do with it. Walking around the UK in a Miami Vice, Miami Heat jersey. Are you kidding? That's all you need. Are you need. kidding? Are you kidding yeah. me? All right. What are we doing tomorrow, Brian? Uh, the polar opposite of Miami, Salt Lake City, Utah, the Utah Jazz. Can't wait for that. Giddy up. All right. See you tomorrow, Skylar. See ya.